0: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State Talk Radio, coast to coast and border to border. And, uh, hey, friends, uh, you know what? Do you know what I was thinking as um, I was uh, here in the bullpen waiting to come back after the break? I um, was thinking that, you know, there are Democrats who are signaling that they will not vote vote to impeach the president. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a New Jersey Democrat. A New Jersey Democrat. Are you hearing me? Yeah, Jeff Van Drew. N- Democrat, New Jersey. New Jersey's usually blue. Usually a blue state. well it's a blue state. Uh, says it is unlikely he will vote in favor of the impeachment process resolution. Which means that when you uh, hear this, and I got to be on the road, when I be on the road, when you hear this, Pelosi may have actually failed in... In the end result, when, when we get the, the the smoke all clears, what if there is a failure in the vote for impeachment in the House, especially when you have someone who is courageous enough at this point to come out. Ahead of the vote, and say, "I ain't gonna vote. I ain't gonna do it." Now, if it's it's an old saying that goes, "When you come for the king, you better not miss." And the same, my friends, has to be true in American presidential politics. Um, now back in 1971, 72, uh, 73, uh, when the Nixon impeachment began, Oh, people had took taking shots at Nixon before they'd missed every time. And Nixon was very good at taking down his opponents. You miss, you had to pay the price of missing. You took a shot. If you tried to take out, King politically, politically try to take him out. Um, You better not miss. Well, they didn't miss. They got Richard Nixon in impeachment, and um, he would have been turned out of office, but he resigned. Okay, the press will not have Dick Nixon to kick around any longer. And quite frankly, if uh, the Democrats had their way, they'd love to hear Donald John Trump say those very words. They love to hear him say those very words, but it ain't going to (laughs) happen. In fact, I think more so you're going to hear the words they missed. When you come after the king, you better not miss. I think you're going to hear the words they missed and it's going to be fun to watch how the president will skewer them for at least a year before the American people cut off their political tails with a carving knife for being three blind mice. Yeah, but I will stick to the theme that I have uh, told you before, and I'll tell you again. All of this that you will be seeing here coming up in the next uh, few days, few weeks, as far as the impeachment um, debacle is concerned, all of that will is just the beginning of idiocy all of that is just the beginning of lunacy if this is one a, a friend of mine just sent it in uh, Chris just sent this in to me he said uh Nancy Pelosi warned illegals that ICE was coming, but she can't figure out why Trump didn't tell her the plan for killing (laughs) al-Baghdadi. She doesn't know why. You know, if she's going to warn people that ICE is coming, it might be absolutely... uh, Feasible to think that she may have warned Al Baghdadi that we were coming, and I was talking about apparent lunacy and all of that. But here's something lunatic for you: um, this action by Pelosi, by literally millions of Americans on the progressive liberal, in the progressive liberal left, they feel this is right. And they are beginning to um, recruit. They have recruited for a long time in the public school system your children to agree with them. So that's why I say to you, That even though the uh, Democrats may appear to be totally foaming at the mouth, lunatics, crazy, rabbit uh, in their desire to do something that is not possible, they are setting the stage. They are setting the stage for continued unrest. The same. Marxist agitators that moved among black people in the 60s, the late 50s and 60s, the same Marxist agitators that moved among them. And I'm not talking about civil rights uh, uh, icons. I'm not talking about that because, hey, listen, I wouldn't be talking to you on the public radio, full disclosure. I am a black man in America. I am certainly glad that we came away from this separate but equal type of existence in this country, because I can tell you firsthand the separate was not equal. But I, we, we th- there was a uh, demand that America live up to. Her own creed. And that they, she's dedicated to that proposition that all men are created equal, that that's all that that happened there. But what the what the uh, Marxist agitators, uh, m- when they moved among uh, the people, black people in particular. Uh, Back in the, the late 50s and 60s, they were looking for government overthrow using the avenue and the tool of race as the mechanism to launch that overthrow of a government. No, black folks in the civil rights movement were not trying to overthrow government. They were trying to overthrow a way of existence of other citizens in this country that was not fair or equal in a nation that's dedicated to the proposition that we are created with the opportunity to be equal through our endeavors, through our God-given talents given to us by our creator, of course. But what happened, you had Marxist agitators move in on the coattails of that movement, wanting to infiltrate a movement to overthrow a government. And many times, professors and scholars uh, and even conservatives who don't look at the whys and wherefores of things, they began to, uh, especially conservatives in the South, you know, and I'm a southerner, okay, and I educate my, my people in the South on this very thing. There were Marxist agitators who wanted to ride the coattail of the civil rights movement in order to overthrow a government. And so they attached themselves to, uh, and they made sure that they were seen with certain civil rights activists. And because the civil rights activists were just a a day out of Jim Crow, they wanted help in any way they could. And so there was a false, uh, narrative that was uh, being painted that would last until this very present day that civil rights and social justice, Marxism, are the same thing, and it's not. All the children of chattel slaves in this country uh, were trying to achieve was equality with those who had always been free. That's all that was about. The the Marxist agitators, though, did, and they still do, move among vulnerable uh, movements and uh, venues that they can perhaps co-opt. That is what you see with the Ocasio-Cortez thing going on. She is controlled by Marxist agitators. And because the the Democrat Party is primed to be co-opted by Marxist agitators, they are able to use a face like hers very uh, uh, adeptly she's very productive for the cause of unrest in this nation and keep in mind the reason why Pelosi has given in to the unrest is because Pelosi wants to remain relevant even if the Democrat party takes a turn an absolute turn to the far left it's always been leftist But to the far left, Pelosi is from a district in San Francisco that, of course, can very easily lend itself to anything that's far left. San Francisco itself, California itself, uh, you know, very easily can lend itself to that type of thing. And that's why I tell you that even though it may seem absolutely crazy and ludicrous to us, that, uh, these Democrats are pursuing something that surely they must know they cannot win. There is a design to that. There's a reason why, uh, people, in their situation, in their predicament, are pursuing such an avenue, an avenue to the rest of us does appear that we cannot possibly win and and, and so uh, be vigilant and do not let up because if we are uh, to prevail. We must at least be operating from a position of power where we're on the hill looking down at them, shooting, you know, politically down at them. Their position will be to continue the unrest, continue the unrest because A people who are in a state of unrest and discontent are a people that tyrants and where tyranny and tyrants breed. They come from among a discontented people. And that is the end game. Since they cannot win, they're not going to be Trump. Of course, now a year is a long time. It's an eternity almost in politics, but so far this has gone by really, really fast. The first two years of the Trump presidency, uh, they went, they shot by. Here we are in year number three, practically in year number three of the Trump presidency. And what has made it go by so quickly, so fast is the fact that he's been so successful yeah. And it's gone by so fast because every time you turn around there have been those who would want to discredit him. For what? For being successful. Yeah. And that ain't right. That's not that's not the the correct procedure when we Deal with the commander in chief of our nation who has done nothing worthy of impeachment. We know that that's not right, but the progressive liberal media they have a plan. Yeah. Now, Jim Jordan. Now, here's a guy who I really love. I've appeared on at venues with Jim since he first was running for uh, Congress. Jim Jordan is uh, telling witnesses not to testify. Yeah. Just don't do it. Say no. Just don't go when you, when you go. And if you go, don't even testify. That is pushback. And, and that would be uh, a way to actually drive Adam Schiff and his committe- committee crazy. Okay, you get the witness there in front of you. And you're wanting to make a spectacle of them. And that witness does not say anything. Maybe the witness could say these words. Why am I here? Just keep asking that question back to Adam Schiff as a witness. Why am I here? What is this about? no that 's my question i i don 't understand uh, uh, Mr. Chairman. Why am I here i don 't understand Maybe that person would be held in contempt i don 't know, but that would make it even more even better because I was surrounded by uh, many, many cousins. Many of you know that I'm an only child and uh, grew up an only child. I'm an orphan now. Both my parents are, are gone. But I remember so fondly uh, growing up around some of my many, many cousins. And um, what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now reminds me of some of the childish things that um, went on when I was a child. You know how children are. We pick at each other and uh, had one girl cousin who was a had an arm that Tom Brady or or Dak Prescott, whoever, uh, would, uh, you know, covet. Uh, she could throw, we had walnuts, uh, green, you know, the green walnuts before they come out. And sometimes even after they come out of the, the hull, the green hull, uh, you pick up the walnut itself and we'd throw them and we'd have walnut wars. Uh, old folks always thought she was going to put somebody's eye out and uh, I guess it did it could happen, but it never happened to us. but the old folks always you know whatever it was she were throwing you you need to stop doing that if we put somebody's eye out well anyway, she was as, as as accurate as she wanted to be with throwing anything, but you'd always she'd always make make the first strike she would always hit you first with something that she was throwing. And you'd ask her, why did you do that? what you why'd you hit me with that? You know what the response would be? Because you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, because you're ugly. Oh, that's what the that's what the Dems are, are are. That's basically because. Just cause. Why are you wanting to try and impeach the president of the United States? Just because. Now before I left you at the top of the uh, hour, before the top of the hour, I told you that uh, when I came back, I would be telling you and asking you uh, uh, about uh, about someone that I never would have thought Nancy Pelosi would have listened to, but she did. I never would have thought that, that Nancy Pelosi would, would have listened to Maxine Waters. And, you know, it was Maxine uh, from the very beginning and from the outset. Impeach forty five. <laughs> that's pretty good. Impeach forty that, five. That's Nancy Pelosi. Listen Nancy Pelosi listened to Maxine Waters. And for a while there Nancy was just quiet, as she could be. She let uh, Maxine r- rant and rave. For a while, Nancy was as quiet as she could be. She let Ocasio Cortez just rant and rave. That's what she did. She let her just rant and rave and carry on. Nancy was cool. She was statesmanlike in the way she was conducting herself. And uh, for the longest time there, I thought Nancy was going to be the adult voice in the room for a little while. I thought that just possibly she and the president might actually be able to get along. But but no uh, that was truly wishful thinking, perhaps even a part of my derangement. But she has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt now that she is crazy too and is willing to go to whatever lengths necessary to make certain the agenda that I'm telling you is, is certainly there be carried out. The Democrats know that they cannot impeach Trump. They know that they cannot hold on to the House. They know that there's going to be gains in the Senate. And they know that what they are attempting on this Russia, what they have attempted on this Russia collusion thing has failed. There, There is nothing there as far as the president trying to influence uh. Ukrainians. It's just nothing there. They know all of those things. They do know them. They're just wanting you to go ahead and vote them out. Oh, I know this is a weird and twisted take on this, but I'm telling you, they're wanting you to go ahead and vote them out because that gives place and legitimizes their need and they will consider it a right To absolutely resist, resist, resist an American government with the hope that they can create an atmosphere in the streets of America that will lead to a Marxist revolution in this country. A revolution that, by its own um, design in a nation like ours, has to fail because eventually other voices do indeed speak. And now, hear this young people are getting their news more and more, not from Um, the televisions, you know, used to, you sit your kid down in front of the idiot box and the idiot box would be the kid's sitter for however long it was. The kids are now self-sitting like they're self-medicating, they're self-sitting these days and the new sitter in the self-sitting of course is social media. It's all kinds of social media out there, and kids, young people, are getting their information from that. And all of it that most of it, I'll say, that they're getting is, in fact, slanted toward anti-authority movements, anti anti authoritarian movements and they are groomed in their schools by their teachers to believe that there has to be equal outcome in order for things to be fair. That's social justice. There has to be equal outcome for things to be fair especially for Blacks, Latinos, women, and LGBTQ people. There has to be equal outcome. And they are being taught that if that is not uh, the thing that happens, if that does not happen, then you must rise up against the powers that keep it from happening. You must speak out against anyone who says the words make America great again. You must speak out against anyone who is a Republican. If you are a Christian, those people must be spoken out against because they are the ones who are narrow minded, not you. Nay, nay, not you. But they are the ones who are narrow-minded. And they must, must be dealt with harshly. And they certainly must not be heard from in the public forum. Church folks, you better understand one thing. They do not care if you go to church. They care about you having a voice outside of that church building. Are you hearing me? The battle has begun, the clock is ticking. There is no question that we are in this fight for the soul of America. There is no question about that. And there is no question that you had better be vigilant. Now, winning the hearts of young people to actually save their Birthright is a job that we are given to do. And winning the hearts of young people in order to save uh, our young people's future lives and to save American uh, future lives is important too because, listen. Uh, You can think whatever you want and and however you want to down these lines. As far as abortion is concerned, you have the right to think about that in any way that you want to think about it. But Americans, please hear me. If we who are legal citizens continue to condone our young breeding age, young people. To embrace abortion. Abortion on demand. We will uh, abort ourselves as American citizens out of existence. And those who come here illegally, and it's already happening. You can already see what's happened to black people who are, by the way, the only ethnic group or the only group of Americans who are experiencing a negative population growth. And that's because of abortion. Black people are experiencing a negative population growth, but that is a trend that will affect all America in a way that will cause those who are here illegally to rise in prominence because of numbers. Especially if they, like in place like California, begin to get driver's license and that driver's license gives them a right to vote. You do realize that that is a, a prominent move that's being made. In places like California, even in New York City, those types of moves say that those numbers that are expanding, huh? In the illegal alien groups, those numbers that are expanding are indeed numbers that tell us we must remain vigilant. In the Washington Examiner, there's this article um, that talks about uh, Democrats to impeach on obstruction and abuse of power. And it talks about how Trump's allies, which should be the entire Republican Party, they seem to be ready to stand firm with the president. And there are cracks in the Democrat camp as far as Democrats who are on board themselves with impeachment, which led me to say earlier that wouldn't it be something? It'd be a death knell for a, a Nancy Pelosi because they would get rid of her. They would make somebody else speaker of the house if they failed to impeach Trump in the House of Representatives, if Nancy Pelosi fails to do that, I have a feeling that she will be replaced as Speaker of the House before her term, her tenure is up before she's voted out. There might be a revolt or at least there will be a call is certainly by the progressives to have her kicked out. That's what she went along. And she, that was the deal that she made with the devil. That was the deal. She, You know, Nancy was not on board with going with impeachment. But the deal that she made with the devil to hold on to her speaker's chair was to go along and support. Impeaching this president, getting it done, rallying the votes to get it done. But there are cracks in that armor. There are cracks in the Democrat Party when it comes to this issue. There are uh, sitting congressmen who have to go back to districts who are mostly red. The, The Democrat happened to have won it. But they're mostly red, and they have to explain their vote to their people. <laughs> if Nancy fails to get this vote across, she's out because they need someone who is truly on board with the radical agenda. And Nancy at this point is only on board with that radical agenda in name only. It is not a part of her principles. And guess who you have not heard from for at least in a significant way for a while? Huh? Chucky Schumer. I hadn't heard Chucky's Chucky say much. Even though Chucky's from New York City, he's not, yeah, there's no consequence to him you know, how this thing goes down. You haven't heard much from him. He knows how unpopular this is. So that's where we are with that. Keeping a close eye on it. Um, that and the, the squad. Now, you have uh, extraordinary reversal. When it comes to James Comey, not James Comey, but uh, Michael Flynn. This uh, is is something also I I saw in the examiner. The Department of Justice uh, rebuffs innocence claim by Michael Flynn. Now, this is very interesting. And, And when we come back after this short break, I want to break this down for you. Because Flynn, if anybody has a beef, and I say this about the Native American <laughs> or the so-called Indian in this country who was here before we were, and surely he came from somewhere himself, understood that, but they were here before we were. But if anybody has a beef, it probably should be them. If any of us have a beef, it should be the Native American. And if anybody has a beef in this uh, thing... When it comes to the Russian debacle and the going after Trump operatives when he was first elected president, it should be Michael Flynn. But I I want you to take a look at uh, the Department of Justice stance. It's an extraordinary reversal. Uh, The DOJ rebuffs innocence claim by Michael Flynn. Yeah. A piece uh, written very well by Jerry Dunleavy and Daniel Chaitlin. I'll be back. This is CL. We'll be on the home stretch when I return with more. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving. So you clean. I do the best I can always in the and, and for the flag I stay c l back with you on this great day in the u s a home stretch for the c l Bryan show today and hey, want to remind you folks in McKinney, Texas, I'll be headed your way uh this uh Friday night and I'll be at the cottonwood creek uh church this um, on, on Saturday, Jane and I will stick our heads in the door there. Then I'm off to Palm Beach, uh, down in Palm Beach, Florida, and I'll be up in Bradenton uh, Monday and Tuesday. Palm Beach on uh, Monday, uh, Bradenton on Tuesday. Looking forward to seeing you folks uh, there. And um, heading into December, I'm looking forward to being with my good friends at the uh, uh, National um, National Republican Uh, Women's um, National Federation of Republican Women in Maryland. I will be there with you. So looking forward to uh, spending some time with my friends out there on the road. And uh, then Jane and I are headed off for Christmas vacation um, not too long. Many days after that, I got a wedding to do in Asheville, Asheville In North Carolina, I got a wedding to do uh, toward the end of this month. Looking forward to to that as well. Hey, friends. The uh, Justice Department. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Justice Department. Let's look at this. Uh, They have um, rejected. What it called an extraordinary reversal by retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn for claiming to be the victim of a plot to set up an innocent man and create a crime. Now, that's what uh, retired General Michael Flynn is claiming, that he was a victim of a plot to set up an innocent man and create a crime. Now Flynn now claims that he is innocent of the criminal charge in his case, and uh, the the federal prosecutor said in a court filing Tuesday, referring to an allegation by Flynn, uh, Flynn's legal team, that he was ambushed for an interview by the FBI in January twenty seventeen. Uh, For the first time, the defendant represents um, to the court that he was honest with the agents and that to the best of his recollection at the time, the prosecutors said in court, filing in the U.S. District Court of Washington, D.C., he makes the claim despite having admitted his guilt under oath before two federal judges, including the court that he's before now. Now, Flynn was, of course, you you know this, uh, President Trump's national security advisor. And, of course, he did. He did plead guilty in 2017 to lying to investigators about a contra, uh, conversation he had with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak in late 2016. Regarding sanctions and agreed to cooperate with special counsel Robert Mueller uh, in his Russia investigation. Now, the defense team that negotiated the plea deal was fired earlier in this year. Keep this in mind. It was, They were fired earlier in this year. And since taking over the new team... Sidney Pyle has argued there never would have been a plea to begin with if Flynn knew how much information the DOJ was hiding from him, alleging prosecutors improperly pressured Flynn into making the deal and the plea that he made. Now, Powell has argued uh, that U.S. District Court Judge um, Emmett Sullivan, the presiding judge in the case, to order the Justice Department to produce information that could help Flynn's case. This includes the alleged uh, in-court filing this month, two BlackBerry devices used by Joseph... uh, The mysterious Maltese professor who allegedly played a central role in the launch of the Trump-Russia investigation. Yeah. All of this, my friends, all of this, I am saying to you is an indication of how this game is going to be played later on. But Flynn... In in a perfect world, which of course it's not, should be exonerated. Should be. The president uh, has an opportunity to pardon him. And I doubt, and I have little doubt, that um, in um, the president's re election, once he's re elected, he'll set things like this straight. But if anybody should be exonerated, it should be Flynn. Now, speaking of whistleblowers and people who were misled and lied to, George Papadopoulos. You remember George Papadopoulos, the former Trump campaign advisor, who pled guilty to lying to the FBI during the Trump Russia investigation. Well, he's filed the paperwork to run for Representative Katie Hill's former congressional seat. And we talked about Katie Hill in the first hour. Remember Katie Hill, the congresswoman who uh, now blames a right-wing Republican conspiracy for her being, first of all, in the nude, smoking a bong pipe with... Looks like an, what's that, an iron cross in a very private place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's running for her seat. And uh, to tell you the truth, a Republican very well could win that seat. Flipping one of the California congressional seats blue. Call me delusional. Call me deranged. But I'm thinking Papadopoulos is the perfect place, perfect person to win that seat. According to, to uh, Tuesday filing with the Federal Elections Commission, 32 year old Papadopoulos is seeking the seat left after Hill resigned. Katie. Hill, a California Democrat, announced her resignation. um, Well, it was Monday (laughs) and uh, after news emerged about, as I told you, her relationship with a female campaign staffer. Now, Katie wants to say that this is something that her husband, who abuses her, is pushing forward. And if that's the case, then shame on him. But, uh, I, I don't think that, uh, it's all about that. This is how I believe this went down. I believe that pictures were taken, you know, between her and the female staffer that Katie Is entangled with. And I believe uh, these words were spoken. You're going to have to give me some money, or these picks are going to come out. Because it is campaign funds money that's in question here, whether or not they were used to pay off the staffer. I believe that was the gist of that conversation you're going to have to give me some money or these picks are going to come out. And it is like Gutfeld said the other day, <laughs> I was looking at the, uh, somebody sent me a clip of the five. I think that was K uh, Catherine that sent the Catherine uh, and freedom work sent me a clip of Gutfeld on the five and Gutfeld said something, even though, you take everything Greg says. Uh, a lot of it is absolutely spot on. Sometimes you have to take it with a grain of salt. But he's right. That's exactly why The Godfather never wanted any pictures taken of him. <laughs> no pictures. Leave the pictures out. No pictures. We can talk, but you're not going to have any pictures. Katie's career is over. And it looks like George Stopinopoulos' career may be coming on. What if we were able to flip several, several seats in California? That homeless situation is not getting any better out there. And you have people who voted Democrat for years. They're sick of it. They're sick and tired of that homeless situation being the way it is. And tell you something else. They're sick of. They're sick and tired of supporting people who are in this country illegally. Illegally. Wouldn't it be amazing to see some California's representative seats, House of, uh, not California House of Representatives seats, but uh, U.S. House seats flip to blue? You may say, I'm a dreamer. (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah, that was the Marxist socialist. National anthem. Imagine. Well, don't stop thinking that Nancy Pelosi is going to be ousted or the Democrat. I think Nancy might go before then. I think Nancy may fail in her bid to get House vote On impeaching the president. And if that happens, Nancy is out before her term is over, which will absolutely cause pandemonium, chaos, tumult in the Democrat Party. No question about it. But never forget what I was saying to you earlier. There is a method in the madness that the Democrats are using. They want our society to sink to a place where there is absolute civil unrest. And the only vehicle that they have to do that now is civil disobedience. You have seen the flakes of it. You will see it in full bloom. Not too many days hence. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank Him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all.